great events create great brands. And it takes a village to put on an event that engages, excites, and connects audiences to your brand. And we're that village. I'm Alyssa. I'm Paulina. And I'm Rachel. And you're listening to Great Events, the podcast for all people interested in events and marketing. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Great Events podcast. Today, I'm so lucky to be joined by two amazing team members who are going to talk us through some great learnings, some interesting experiences that they were able to design for our CVENT Business Leaders Retreat, which for those of you who are familiar with the incentive trip world, that is what we call our incentive trip, our President's Cup. It's the CVENT Business Leaders Retreat. It's just me, Paulina, your host today. I'm missing my co-host, Alyssa and Rachel. They'll be on the next one, but really excited to get into all the goodness about our most recent business leaders retreat. Before we do that, I'd love to introduce our guest speakers today and let them tell you all a little bit about themselves. So why don't we start with you, Kayla? My name is Kayla Summers. I am a CMP and senior meeting and event planner here at Cvent. Been with Cvent for, oh my goodness, almost six years now. I can't believe it, Paulina. And this year I led our business leaders retreat, of course, with, with Sam by my side. We were quite a dynamic duo and perfect segue over to you, Sam. I'm Sam Ethamitis. I'm a senior meeting and event coordinator here at Cvent. And I've been with the company almost four years now. Two of those have actually been spent as a sales coordinator. And then two of those have been spent on the meetings and events team. So I'd say I work on a variety of initiatives, but I primarily focus on our internal events, which is really exciting because my stakeholders are usually our leadership team and my attendees are usually my colleagues. So there's a little bit of pressure trying to impress your peers all the time, but definitely a fun role to be in. And I'm obviously in great company with you ladies. So happy to be here today to talk about BLR. Thank you both for introducing yourselves. I'm just going to frame up today's conversation. It is all about the goodness that Kayla and Sam have to share with you all. But just to kind of give everyone a sort of baseline understanding of of what our BLR, Business Leaders Retreat, is all about, because we do have listeners who are, you know, more in the marketing world, perhaps the content world. So we want to make sure everyone's kind of coming to this with the same mindset. It's been since 2019, since we've hosted our last incentive trip. And it is the value to our sales organization is immense, right? It's absolutely incredible. It brings a sense of camaraderie across different sales teams. It is an exclusive experience that our planning team designs for celebration. And there is a business impact to this. It's a big budget line item on our total event program budget. And there's a lot that you try to squeeze into it with that budget. So kind of want to start off with, let's talk about the event design pieces of, of the BLR and really Love for you guys to share, you know, what are the priorities of the event from the planning side, from your stakeholder side, and then talk us through some of the decisions that you all had to think about for the unveiling, bringing back to life this one event that has had a two-year hiatus. So Kayla, why don't you kick it off with what were those initial priorities post-pandemic? There are two big things that come to mind. First and foremost, of course, 
is and always our priority is the health and safety of our attendees. So we made it a priority to really acclimate ourselves to every and any situation and to really have a deep understanding of what those plans A's, B, and even C was. So on top of the traditional risks that you typically might plan for an event in Mexico, it was held in uh, Cancun, Mexico at the wonderful Dreams Natura uh, Resort and Spa. And so we had, you know, outside of the normal contingency you might have for those uh, incentive planners that has planned events in Mexico, like, you know, Zika virus used to be the old kind of uh, historical contingency. But now we, of course, had that added layer of contingency planning for COVID-19. We did have a global audience. So we had some very long conversations with our travel team, with our human resources team, really understanding our insurance policies, you know, what's covered, what isn't for guest and non-guest, really understanding every step of the worst case scenario was an immensely helpful exercise for us. So that was something that we, of course, did. And outside of that post-pandemic scope, we were also facing the more traditional challenges, such as being at the cusp of wet season. Uh, Our events were June 2nd to the 5th. So we had a a fun little game with Mother Nature and what that means for us and, and all that kind of planning. And then I'd say the second really is budget, but a little different, right? We had budget reevaluation, I think, this year and a lot of fluctuating variables. You know, we had to take a step back after this hiatus and say to ourselves and to our leadership, hey, we're not living in a 2019 world anymore with 2019 costs. And that's outside of the general inflation. So furthermore, our line items they're just not hitting the same. That 65K budget that you might have set aside for flights, well, now that's more looking like 85 to 90K, depending on where your attendees are coming from and just you know the, the huge rise in, in prices of flights that we were dealing with at the time. So you know, while we were fortunate enough to have leadership really understand the importance of the event and we didn't have to face any you know major cuts to our budget, we certainly had to do some budget efficiency exercises. So super conscious with every dollar spent, We negotiated some serious concessions that went far beyond just the 15% discount that you might get just on the spot. And what I would say to those that might be going through the same, get very creative of what could be free for you. So my tip is continue to negotiate after that contracting process is done. After you receive that countersigned contract, it doesn't mean that the negotiating stops there. You know, we ask for a lot of different things that could be free, but still a huge impact to our attendees, like tequila tasting or reserving an area by the pool where everyone can come can congregate. So we found that like 70% of those asks were at no cost to us. So that was a a really great learning experience when we looked at those two priorities. I love that. Any kind of tips and tricks that we can share with listeners, I feel like goes such a long way. And, you know, what do we always say? If you don't ask, you'll never know. And so there's so much of that that's true, particularly with these sort of white glove, very highly curated off, you know, experiences. So great suggestions, great tips. It's so interesting to see how we think about contingency planning. Not everything is is about COVID anymore. We have to remember what force majeure means beyond this pandemic. And and it's it's great to see how you guys really navigated that with with such ease. Okay, Sam, let's talk about some of the priorities that you helped manage and and design for this year's program. I was focused on kind of a two-prong approach for our attendee experience, meaning we really wanted to identify our attendees. And in the past, I think we may have been guilty of saying, oh, oh, it's the sales army, you know, they just want to party and have a good time. But 
some of these people have been coming on this trip for the last eight, 10 years as consistent top performers. So obviously things are looking a little bit different for them now. Some people were bringing babies on the trip, fiancés, they were using it as their annual girls trip. So we really just focused on leveraging our technology for many different aspects, but especially to get to know our attendees on kind of like that personal level. So even looking through simple hotel requests in their registration and taking into account every single dietary restriction, we really got to know them and we had some personal conversations with them. Obviously, when they're traveling outside of the country, they have a lot of questions, but we got to know them on a deep level. We used our polling and survey tools to let them decide what this event looks like for them. We let them pick their excursion that we went on. So just focused on knowing your attendees and then using that to kind of drive your event decisions. I'll add that we knew this group was thorough because they are true sales professionals. They leave no question unanswered. So Kayla and I even spun up a BLR bulletin with all of the details on travel insurance, transportation, agenda, hotel details, evacuation plans, exactly what to wear. You name it, they wanted to know the details of it. So we really upped our communication here and we knew that was something that our attendees expected from us. And then that second part was kind of just enabling our leadership to take advantage of these of this small audience and really get to know them as well. So our executives are already very close with our C-Venters, but there are 12 of them and 100 sales folks. So we kind of made a PowerPoint to help them really you know, remember these details about each of the sales professionals, and then they could deepen their connections with them as well. We put in there like personal reminders like, hey, these guys are new parents. They have a three-month-old at home. Make sure you congratulate them or these people just got engaged or this person, you know, is still being really COVID conscious, even though they wanted to come on the trip with the group. So maybe you've known them for 10 years, but don't go in right for the hug. Make sure you just ask. So any personal details that we knew or that we could find out and put forward into our whole event design and kind of planning process really went a long way. I would say this even was the case for some of our contingency planning, which Kayla was touching on. But, you know, there was a hurricane two days before we went to Cancun. That's not stressful at all. No, not stressful at all. Let me tell you about rain locations. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely rain locations. But at one point we were having a discussion with our executives of what does our rain call look like? Are we going to cancel the entire welcome reception and take the group to Coco Bongo and have a crazy night there? Or since we were aware that some of our attendees are at different points in their lives, should we just move our sleek, fun event design elements into a ballroom for a beautiful evening? So that is the the decision we went with. But in the end, just doing the work to kind of understand our audience helped us immensely. And it helped us really create special experiences for everyone that'll kind of last a lifetime for them. That was kind of my role is just that two-prong attendee approach. There's something interesting. I mean, being able to juggle what was once an amazing event and level setting those expectations all over again, but with 
a demographic of your audience that is evolving, right? So I think there's something really interesting there to tap into is it's not about like a customer facing event where the attendee motivations are varied. It's rather the attendee expectations are varied for this event and how you can make each audience subset feel accommodated for, feel special, feel completely thought of throughout their entire experience. So, and I'd love to kind of pull back the curtain a little bit. And I want to do the, what was your thorn? What was your rose? What was the, what are the two pieces where you're like, this was a real learning curve or real learning experience for us. And then this was something that you went into knowing it's going to have major impact. It, it really was a wonderful output for the event. So Kayla, why don't we start with you? What was your rose or we can start with your thorn and end on a happy note with your rose. So I think working with AM Resorts um, and the Dreams Natural property, they were fantastic. The staff was amazing and they had such high remarks on the attendee experience uh, in our post-event survey. So I wanted to start off by saying that. But with that in mind, I think it was it was very interesting to see the recovery process in the planning stages and to see the recovering process of, of events coming back, right? Particularly these all-inclusive properties and resorts that not only are that groups, you know, for groups, but they have those weddings that are coming through. And so, you know, obviously, you know, I caution to those early and often is the recommended recommended communication outreach. I know sometimes some incentive planners might experience the island time versus your, your typical New York minute. But, you know, it's clear these properties are coming back and they're coming back with volume. And so while that's a great thing to have and a, a great problem to have, right, you as your planner, just be mindful that you may not be the only group there, right? You need to be prepared that your CSM might be stretched working on three other groups or groups before you, groups after you, or you also might have two to three other groups concurrently during your dates. And we actually experienced that. So I recommend certainly asking your CSM, who else is hosting on those dates? Just having that knowledge uh, was great for us, especially in particular with our contingency planning, because we were dealing with rain locations. So it was helpful to know that, okay, there's a certain amount of rain locations and you have four groups. So being able to have that knowledge, we had that step ahead to give our preferred space, which helped out our experience when we did have to make that call. So I would say that, you know, not certainly a, a, a huge thorn in the side by any means, but just something to be mindful for those planners that are planning early and often and just be mindful that you're not the only one out there anymore. <laughs> it's crazy to see the volume by which group business is coming back and sharing the same resources to your point for internal purposes at the resorts, that can be really overwhelming, I think, for the property, especially if their teams aren't back to full force yet. So having that empathy is is certainly helpful, I think, in the pre-planning stage. And like Kayla's mentioned, reaching out early and often will always yield the best results. So that's great to know that that was sort of the learning curve to, you know, bringing this event back. Sam, why don't you tell us your rose piece? I think this one's easy for all of us. We were back. We were back on site. We were back internationally with an event. So we were with 150 of our closest event friends and their loved ones. And we just had the chance to kind of put on this incredible event and do it with wonderful vendors. Shout out Alejandra from Planner One, shout out Mara from Dreams, and then even our own 
kind of internal departments, the travel team, the procurement team, the finance, HR. I mean, it was just great to kind of have our whole village come back together and rally for this event. I mean, I think we, on all levels, committed to providing this exceptional experience for our sales team because we know how hard they work and we just wanted to make this as rewarding as possible. I mean, business leaders is the title of the event. These are truly the best of the best salespeople that we have. And it was our priority and our teams that we worked with priority to just blow this out of the park and make it incredible for them. So I think that's definitely the best part is just being back in action. And be back together. <laughs> and being able to hang out. <laughs> you are the most epic dynamic duo. I can't even begin to just sing their praises. Their actions have yielded some unbelievable feedback and amazing accolades. But beyond just their actions, they developed the most unbelievable experiences. So I want to make sure we share with the audience today, you know, what were the wow factor moments? What were those experience makers that left this audience shock and awed and completely surprised? I think Sam and I, we kind of said it of, what is our experience makers? Like what are the pivotal moments that we want to make sure we hit, whether it's turning a corner and seeing a room or having something that's super meaningful that is a little bit more personal, right? So there's so many different ways to do it. So I'll take just from the larger event kind of scope version of it. We did a couple things. So we worked with our wonderful partners, Maui Gym. We've worked with them actually for our Leap Meetings Alliance program um, as an incentive gift on site. It's always knockout experience. So we were able to offer that to our attendees as well. And then we also just tried to get really creative. A big takeaway for us was the progressive experience, right? So you have your scheduled, you have the ones that are on the agenda, that are on the calendar in the app, but then what are the ones that aren't there? What's the surprise? What's the after? And so we really focused on that experience and having that being the experience maker and the biggest one I think we can think of is the Dreams Natura Resort and Spa had a beautiful underground spa cenote. So when I went on my site visit, I said, hmm, could we turn this into like an after grave cave? And it took some convincing, but they were up for it. You know, obviously you had your furniture removal and your cleaning fees, but didn't quite break the bank. It was within the budget. And we were able to do this surprise afterglow party rendezvous for which our entire white attired uh, <laughs> attendee group from upstairs traveled down into the transition to this awesome kind of surprise space. Um, and they were all glowed up and it just worked worked out really well. So that's something we're definitely taking away from us, uh, from this event and putting it in our playbook for next year for that kind of experience. So certainly my tip for that is see what spaces are at the property and see what spaces you can get creative with. I think that was my biggest takeaway is there. It doesn't just have to be the ballroom or that space, but anything that really looks like could be transformative and uh, memory making. So that's mine. What about you, Sam? My wow moment would probably be just making it kind of a full scope experience and really trying to treat everyone like a VIP. So we had, like Kayla said, all of these great group activities, but on a more personal level, we were kind of able to weave in some special touches. So, you know, we did room drops with custom welcome notes. We, you know, knew exactly who had a baby or a toddler. We got swag for the kiddos. There was swag for the attendees. We made group messages for like new mothers who maybe, you know, were going through the same things, being away from their kiddos for the first time. We took into account some 
ADA requests, gathered all of our golfers together for um, a golf outing. We recognized birthdays. We upgraded flights for 20-year anniversaries. I mean, they won an award last year. We got them an upgrade on site. So we really just tried to leave no stone unturned or no kind of moment unrecognized. So Kayla and I can't necessarily relate to all of the different places that our attendees are at in their lives, but we really took the time to speak with them, hear them, listen to those little tiny details that they mentioned here or there. And then it resulted in you know a bunch of personal touches that these folks will always remember. So I think that was the best part for me or like the wow moment is just seeing how far these actually went for them in the feedback and a couple nice emails that we got after the event. So that was kind of special for us. And just to kind of wrap it up, I mean, the Rave Cave Blow after party, there were some amazing learnings from that, right? There's no sound ordinance. And I feel like, you know, people want to let loose in creative ways and introducing, I think you had like glow art. So people were doing like painted tattoos on their arms. I think there's ways that we can start to engage. And this is all about you know, the evolution of understanding your attendees and not everyone wants to have a booze cruise or a a boozy night. And so weaving in these more sort of theatrical or performative opportunities, I feel like just starts to speak to attendee preferences. And I absolutely love, love, love that you guys curated really memorable opportunities to connect people. There is this whole element of incentive trips, business leaders retreat to create this tight-knit community of the best of the best, but then to extend that community to their significant others or their plus one guests and and foster a community within the community, I think is just amazing. And, you know, we do this for customer-facing events, right? We take our first-timers to the event and make sure they get an opportunity to meet with one another and connect and network. So, taking a similar approach for your customer-facing programs and thinking of thoughtful ways to bring the sort of sub-communities for your internal events together, I think it's just genius and and tells a fantastic story. I feel like we are also at time, but I want to thank both of you for taking the time today to chat with us, tell us all the goodness from the Business Leaders Retreat. A massive, massive congratulations to you both for hosting such a memorable experience. And Sam, You're up on deck for 2023 planning. I'm ready for it. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you both so much. Listeners, I hope you all enjoyed our chat today and you found some inspiration or takeaways that you're able to leverage in your upcoming future incentive programs. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Great Events, a podcast by Seabum. If you want more resources on how to make your events great, go to community.cvent.com. That's community.cvent.com. Or if you've got a question for us or just want to say hi, email us at greatevents at cvent.com.